Hey everyone, welcome to another exciting episode of the Scratch the Track podcast presented by the Dude and Grim Show and co-produced by Mr. I-V-E-S-T. I'm the Dude. And I am Grim, and today we are going to take a trip into the houses of the holy by none other than Led Zeppelin. I'm trying to go slow so the dude can hold it yes. up. I got it. I got it. Just Here. in the nick of time. Yeah. This is... This was gifted to me in college by Mr. Dan Stoffer. Nice. You probably don't even remember this. I think it was his dad's copy. Well, um, it has not held up well over the years. I played it yesterday, and it 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 scratches, it skips all like it's yeah. (laughs) I should have paid attention to what what track was actually scratched on it. Oh, that'd be interesting. So this is the fifth. Studio album by Led Zeppelin released one two three four fifth twenty eighth of March nineteen seventy three. Hmm. Yep. Uh, dude, big follow up album, man. I mean, Led's. I mean, you know, they'd been leading up to it one, two, and three, and then all of a sudden, boom, Led Zeppelin four, probably their biggest album at that yeah. point. Yeah. You know, a tough, a tough album to follow up. You know, it is, but I think they did a good job with this one because it, to me, goes into a lot of territory that had not been discovered by them or charted. So I think it's yep. definitely very different uh, in that sense. And I, I mean, I've always been a, a fan of it, but I, I just I think they did a really good job with kind of, you know, still making a really good rock album, but going out there enough so that it was something new. Yeah. Well, it was interesting because I, again, I feel like I was into Led Zeppelin much more in my younger days. You know, when you you start getting into kind of music and classic rock, you got like the four major food groups. You got Led Zeppelin, Pink Floyd, Rolling Stones, the Beatles. Yeah. Those are the ones you like go to. Right. And so, you know, I started off, you know, definitely into them, got deep into their catalog. And a lot of these songs you hear on the radio every day. Yeah. Yeah. Dude. And, and I once, you know, when I listened to this album again, kind of realized, man, so many of these, dude, you would hear on classic rock radio every day. The song remains the same. Over the Hills and Far Away. Dance and Days. Dire Maker. And uh, The Ocean. Like, yeah. you would hear those. You know, every once in a while, you might hear No Quarter or like the the rain song, if you know you got a DJ that was a little far out there, but dude, those seven minute songs are just not gonna yeah, play. Yeah, yeah. Not, not gonna happen. And you know the, the the one song probably like most wouldn't play would be the crunge, but dude, five of the eight songs you're probably gonna hear on classic rock radio every single day. Yeah, and when you compare that to some of their other albums, that might be actually more songs. Mm-hmm. Um, than than any of the other albums. I mean, if you look at two, three, and even four to that, at least to this point, um, yeah, four would be a tough one. I mean, you got Stairway, Misty Mountain Hop, Rock and Roll, Hop, Black and Dog. Roll, That's Black four Dog, right there. Cal- when the levee California. breaks, but other than that, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't hear the when the levee breaks all the time on the radio, but you, I would hear it. Yeah. I think you'd hear it more than the song remains the same. Man, really? I'd take that bet. I'd take that bet. Oh wow, okay, interesting. I would, I would take that bet. Yep. Now, but. one thing I wanted to, I and I guess I don't know if we want to talk about it now or when we get to the track, but is is about um, the ocean specifically? Mm. Shit, I, 
Well, I don't know. Because I don't even... Well, the ocean... um, The ocean was sampled by the Beastie Boys. Oh, okay. Yeah, we can talk about that. On, I believe, Paul's Boutique. Boutique. And I just just remember... um, that was that was just kind of a big deal because there's a lot of things that gets that had been samples um uh a lot of things ha- have contained samples throughout the years but it's it's funny not all of the samples are always easy to hear and in in the song I'm talking about the ocean was very obvious and I think that kind of started um, one of the debates about sampling was was oh. the use of it and how obvious okay. it was. So I gotcha. Yeah. Do, well, I mean, that's the thing. Like, do they do they credit the song? I don't remember because I want to say at the point when they did this, I don't know that like you needed to. Yeah, I, that's that's why I think this is in a bunch as much. Yeah. Or, the, and again, I didn't I didn't do all my homework. So, you know, right after you go ahead and, like, and, do that, and below. certainly criticize me for not having done my homework on the matter and correct me where I'm wrong. Um, this is your homework, Larry. But well, dude, we know it's his homework. <laughs> but um, yeah, I just remember reading something about it at one point that that was just a a very interesting um kind of line in the sand that came about because of that and i could even be wrong on which beastie boys album it was sampled on but either way but but it was sampled but oh Beastie yeah boys. well oh yeah yeah if yeah definitely if anybody's in for more information on that let us know because that's always a, a fun thing to talk about and can get sort of controversial you know there's i mean nowadays there's lawsuits and everything about if you play two of the same chords in succession it seems like you know somebody's getting sued for something right oh yeah for yeah, sure you ripped off a song but um so as kind of how it had been done with the previous albums jimmy page produced this album i don't know if eddie kramer had done i think he did maybe four but he mixed this album and eddie kramer had done dude he had worked with the beatles the rolling stones david bowie jimmy, jimmy hendrix. hendrix i mean jeez, yep. like man that's Dude, good list. I would of like who's that. Who. That's a hell of a resume. It is. You know? It really is. Yeah. Now, yeah. again, one thing I think is cool is that they also, when they did this album, they used the Rolling Stones mobile studio to record it and uh, went back to Headley Grange for for at least yeah. part of it. For yeah, was it for part of? Okay. Yeah, I mean, there's um, several places listed. Like they went to Olympic yeah. Studios in London, Island Studios in London. I don't know what Stargroves is, but Stargroves and Hed- so, Headley Grange are both listed using the mobile studio. Yeah. So here's the deal. This is what. So Stargroves is actually Mick Jagger's home. Oh, like that's right. Okay. Okay. In Hampshire. So yeah. So that's kind of what happened. I think they spent most of the time there. Um, you know, they may have done stuff. I know one of these songs and I have it in my notes and we'll get to it. Um, I don't know if they give Headley Grange kind of credit for it being recorded there, but one of these songs I know was conceived there by Page and Plant. Oh, so I'm not sure ex- exactly how, you know, they determined you know, where it was recorded, but you know, it, it may get some credit there. Um, but dude, the, dude, the Rolling Stones mobile studio. Wow. Dude, I, mean, just, I know, man. I mean, I'm sure it 
obviously I, I imagine it doesn't exist anymore, but I feel like it should. It's it's probably deconstructed into a million pieces. And it should it, be a World exist. Heritage it, site by UNESCO. It, it should, you know, it belongs in a museum. Yeah. Which is funny because I bring that up and the cover was shot at a place called the Giants Causeway in Northern Ireland, oh, which, Ireland. which yeah. is a World Heritage site by UNESCO. <laughs> I think it would have been cool if they would have taken the mobile studio there oh, and recorded Dude, the drum yeah. sound in the Giants Causeway. It would have been it would have been big. Yeah, forget about the big. whole staircase bit at Headley Grange with doing yeah. when the levee breaks. That's got nothing on the Giants right. Causeway. Yeah. Quite sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, it sounds like in um, you know, some of these songs uh had been worked out previously. And Jimmy Page and John Paul Jones actually had small studios and consoles uh built uh in their home studios mm-hmm. for for their home studios. So they were able to kind of work some things out and compose things. And then when they were you know, ready to record, they were able to bring them kind of to these sessions and just like play them for the other members. Like, and be like, let's hey, do you know, this. Th- like, like this, this is it. And, um, you know, so I'm, I'm curious and I got two there's names. a couple songs. Uh, yeah. I got, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm curious if they, they brought those tracks kind of to the sessions and as sort of completed tracks, or if it was like, hey, these are demos and we're going to re-record it here. I feel like you know? it was probably more the latter because yeah, even at this time, I mean, I don't know. I don't know how advanced anyone's home studio was then, how many tracks you had. Um, because, you know, when you think about it, I, I guess I think of it as akin to like, did you ever watch the documentary about the who and when they're talking about who's next and like Pete Townsend had just made some demos of like the beginning of, um, Bob O'Reilly or something. Uh, not Bob O'Reilly. Won't get, Won't fooled, get again. fooled again. Like he yeah. had just made some demos of interesting kind of stuff like that. And they didn't use that, but he plays the demos in the in the in the documentary and it's like yeah. dude it's real close and that's what i imagine it was like because even if they had a council and stuff they probably still didn't have as good of a microphone in a room to like really you know what i mean yeah and yeah, when you've when you've like dude jimmy page was a studio hired gun before led zeppelin so i mean mm-hmm. i feel like once you've been once you've been like spoiled in a sense into having that stuff at your disposal so regularly, I, I think it would be hard to take a step back. Yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. Yeah, well, if anybody has insight into kind yeah. of like you know the tracks that were maybe like reused or you know how you know a little more in depth on the recording, that that would definitely um, like to know some more. I know they specifically called out. Um, I think the rain song. The song remains the same. Over the Hills and Far Away, I think, was specifically called out because of all the different guitar parts that make that up. Like, I don't know if they ever played that live. Maybe they did. I don't know that I've... It's not ringing a bell. Over the Hills and Far Away. I think it is... I I was listening to it earlier today, actually, because I got on a Led Zeppelin kick. And on the... What they call it, how the West is. Oh born. yeah, okay. Um, Over the hills and far away is on there. I just wonder um, how did it sound because I, I don't I, I don't remember. I haven't listened to it, but it's it's 
I, it's done electric. It has to because yeah, that's yeah, what's so electric. cool about that song is there's just so much stacking and layering of the electric guitar that like you couldn't pull that off like it was on the album unless you had you know like probably at least two more guitarists playing with you. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, they also did. So I, I found this to be interesting. Um, uh, John Paul Jones is the one who he was kind of like sort of the architect of um, no, quarter. no Quarter. Yeah. Yeah. And they had tried that. Um, I mean, we'll talk about it a little bit. Um, they'd, they'd fooled around with it during uh, the Led Zeppelin four sessions and then just kind of like shoved it aside and abandoned it. Um, but I'm re- I mean, dude, you know, there's this is a very to me, it's an interesting album. And I feel like people don't maybe it's just me. I feel like people maybe don't talk about this one as much, even though a bunch of the songs are played on classic rock radio. Yeah, um, I will. I, feel like- I will say it's probably not. It's almost like if you had a forgotten Led Zeppelin album within now caveat within the confines of their classic period. I feel like this yeah. is it. Yeah, I feel like people talk, you know, Led Zeppelin two, Led Zeppelin four. And and then physical graffiti. I feel like I, I do feel like House of the Holy kind of gets left out a little bit. I mean, Led Zeppelin three, you know, the immigrant song is definitely one of their most, you know, famous songs um, that, you know, your average or less less than average Led Zeppelin fan would would likely know that. Yeah. Um, but I, I do feel like this one does kind of get lost in the shovel. The first one. Well, I read some article or something and they said, oh, well, this is the first Led Zeppelin album to not be named by a number, which isn't necessarily true because Led Zeppelin, we just call it Led Zeppelin four, but it was people. just but untitled, it was, wasn't it? It was just like, they, they didn't have a name. There was nothing on it. Um, and so it was, I think technically it's untitled. Um, just, I think, isn't the Beatles album. Is it just the Beatles or is that? Is yeah, the white album? it is. It is actually is it called the, the Beatles? Beatles. Okay. So, the way yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and that one's called Four or Zoso, but yeah. Zoso or Untitled or, Untitled. you know, yeah. Or the one after um, three. <laughs> and, and before Houses of the Holy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know. You want to get into the tracks here? Graham? I think so, dude. There's only eight of them. So, I mean, this, you know, I know. We some of them are quicker than others. So, yeah. Grip it and rip it. Yeah. Um, dude. So... Starting off, the song remains the same. Um, I, I found this to be interesting. It was original, just originally titled. Uh, it was supposed to be an instrumental, yeah, and called the overture, and just supposed to be a, uh, an overture that led into the rain song. And I think you can definitely see that. Oh, for the, sure. You know the. I mean, dude, that opening guitar riff, dude. It's it's just the energy that brings. Uh, it's I, I love it, man. I think it's a great way to start the album. I do too, and I, dude, I always like in the song remains the same movie. Like, dude, him playing it on the double, the double neck, oh, six double and twelve. Neck, yeah. I mean, that's dude, that's <laughs> sweet. And uh, yeah, I, I just it, it is interesting to me because I don't think that anyone that you heard Led Zeppelin sound like this up till now. Hmm. Yeah, I'd say so. Um, and, you know, uh, Plant, I think, or Paige played it for Plant and Plant heard it. And, you know, again, it was like supposed to be an instrumental. And then he just kind of started, I think, coming up with lyrics or something. And then they kind of made it made it this song. Um, but 
one thing I really like about it is it starts off like, you know, full guitar energy, the band's grooving and stuff. And then it really transitions quickly and slowly down. That's when it brings in the vocals. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, and he, he, he starts singing, but then it really picks up again and it stays kind of at that higher level the the, yeah. the whole time. And I, I love it, man. I love it when Plant just, you know, sings like California sunlight. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, and I heard that they even sped up the the tape. And I didn't really realize it until I until I read it. Um for for some of his lyrics in the song, they sped up his vocals. And it does when I listen to it now and I pay attention more, I'm like, okay, yeah, I guess they did speed that up. Cause it it gets almost a little chipmunky. Yeah, yeah, like he gets so high. I mean, yeah. but it's hard. Like, there's a part of me, like, I'd never really assumed they did that because, dude, that is his vocal range. Yeah, I know. He I know. sings a lot too. So, um, yeah, I, anyways, I, I, that's just one of my, my favorite parts in the song. The Rain Song. Mm. Now, I like this, that he was inspired to Dude. write this after George Harrison said that Zeppelin never did any ballads. That's ballads. And I, mm. I really I've really liked this song musical. I always uh, musically it's it's a really nice song. I like the core changes. They do compare it um as it starts off to something by George Harrison, which is kind of which is kind of dude. I mean, kind of like a middle finger a little bit, too. Yeah. Right? Like a playful one, a playful one. I'll just say. I actually, I, I think I probably I like the rain song better than something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, do. I don't yes. know. Yes, yes, no, definitely do. But definitely I like, do. I like, dude, I love how John Paul Jones comes in with all the Mellotron tracks. Like that's that's also really nice, and just how thick and dude, it does sound like it's it did it, it is word painting at one of its best, mm. dude. It's. It's just, it's a beautiful song. Man. It is. It really, it really is. is. Now, let me ask you a couple of questions. Up until this point in Led Zeppelin's catalog, has there been a song that has been, I guess, well, I don't know what I say, like maybe this mellow? No, but I think it's not. I guess the question again, and I don't have an answer in front of me, but what defines a ballad? Why wouldn't going to California be considered one? Mm. Is it not slow enough? I don't know. I don't know. Well, it doesn't matter. Uh, but yeah, yeah. Either way, I think it was a good answer to that. To that. Uh, yeah. Thing. Yeah. Also, let me ask you: Is because you know they use the mellotron as kind of the you know the the strings, right? Mm -hmm. Like and. Had they done that? Had they used that any strings or the Mellotron like that at to to this point in their career? Because I was trying to think mm. about any songs where because it's if they did, it's certainly not as prevalent as it is in this. No, song. it isn't, and I feel like they might have in four. Let me look at the song list though before I start making. Did they in Stairway? I, I, mean, I think they may. Oh, the flutes. Yeah, dude. The flutes okay. in Stairway flutes. for sure. Yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. But that to me is very. I mean, dude, I feel like here's the thing. You take that out of the rain song 
and it's a completely different track. Like, I feel like this just takes it to, to me, it just takes it to another level. Oh, I agree. I agree because it wasn't just like the flute patch. It was all these strings and it was, it was like orchestration the way it was played. So absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. And now you kind of, yeah, we already talked about over the hills and far away, but it is a drastic change at this point. Totally. Because it starts off kind of acoustic and folky and then is not. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it it definitely picks up. Now, this is, here's the thing. This is the first single off the album, and I I think I would go with that. Um, Yeah. You know, as as far as singles go, I can't can't argue with being like, you know, choosing this one. Um, But yeah, and it definitely has a more, like, you know, it is folky, has more of an upbeat feel. Um, But then, boom, like, like, dude, the tempo, once it hits, like, it hits, man. It, It comes in. The guitar and those drums come in strong. Yeah, and it is it is a good sound when they come in and yeah. Um, oh wow, it's funny because this says it was one of the first songs to be introduced into Led Zeppelin's live set. Uh, so I stand corrected there. I just uh, apparently had not listened to what I needed to listen to. Um, but it's yeah. interesting that it was written about like this hippy hippie lifestyle and talking about the open road and. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, I yeah, it 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 does. It does. Um, one thing I really like is like throughout the song, there's a really good mix of the the acoustic guitars yes. and the electric yep. guitars. I know and one of the best examples of, of how those can go yeah. together. Yeah, they, they weave in and out just seamlessly. It's 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 beautiful. I yeah. I love how they trade parts and everything. It's done really well. Now, dude, dude it's getting nasty. Dude, get nasty with me. Where is oh. that confounded bridge? Whoa, whoa, uh, dude! Written by John Bonham. I know, and developed during a jam session. If if John Bonham was going to write a song, I'm glad it's this one. Well, right? I am like, too, and I, I like how they wanted to make something that was kind of you know kind of had that sort of um, groove to it, um, but it's at the same time you can't. You can't dance to it because, like they say, the beat the yeah, beat yeah. is like a little wonky. Like it, it it works, but it's it's not consistent. It's not this consistent backbeat. It's real freaking chopped up, and you know, yeah, dude. It's it's just a dirty song. I know. Like, I like just, it. It just got dirty. Dude, is this the dirtiest Led Zeppelin song? Like I, I think it is for me. Mm, no, you talking no? lyrically speaking or? No, no, no. Just oh, the just sound. just the sound. Dude, the sound of the song. Man, maybe, no. maybe. Yeah, I'm not talking about lyrics. Yeah, I just it's just man, like dude, John Paul Jones just so funky on the bass, and dude, there's yeah. just weird, dude, the weird synth and everything during the song. Yeah, I, mean, it's just, I think this that's actually one of these. Um, I think it was like called a Farfisa something professional, and it did those kind of bends that you hear. Where like the chords Maybe. seem to kind of like wind into one another. Oh, but he it's, also it's... used that same that same type of sound at the beginning of um. Oh. No. What's what's the the first song on? And you feel that you can't go on. In the light. The beginning of in the light. You know how they make sort of those oh, yeah. those sounds that kind of yeah. I think it's that same. I think it's a Farfisa like perfect like VI something I don't know but it yeah Dude. 
I remember I was looking at him for a while on eBay, and it said this is this is the instrument that John Paul Jones used on XXXX. So, oh, in the light, man. All right, Graham. Now let me tell you about my girl. (laughs) I think we found the confounded bridge. Yeah, Uh, let's flip. Flip Let's flip the side. Side two. Dancing Um, days. Dancing days are here again, Uh, dude. Another great way to start side two, just like side one. I mean, dude, it starts off. a lot of energy yeah um, but this is a weird this is again like it's it's a fairly straight ahead rock song i think but like it is the way it fair. comes off is kind of different just just that the rhythm with the guitars the sound of the guitars it just has a very interesting i can't say i could name you another song that sounds like it yeah i'll give you that yeah, yeah i'll give you that um it definitely is a you know the the song it it I mean it's a great riff yeah. right like like it's it's a great riff and it pretty much goes throughout the whole song yeah like that I mean it stays consistent the one thing I did actually when I was listening to it this time I kind of it doesn't have like this like a a flashy page solo which like is he, I he think does, is cool which is good because it's like otherwise you know it's like it's gonna you know the song remains the same right i mean he it's just like, has those big riffs in there though but it, yeah, but you're right yeah, not a flash exactly. solo but those big riffs no. really carry the vocals carry and kind of carry the song yep. yeah yeah cool. but it was interesting because i just like this time it, like i've heard this song a million times and i was kind of like in a way i was almost like waiting for it and yeah. i was like oh man that's that's interesting like i don't know it's just interesting um so then dude track number six now, first of all, um, a lot of people apparently say this song wrong from everything that I've read. Did you read up on this? Uh, no, but isn't okay. it Deermacher or something? So, so, so here's the thing, dude. A lot of people just say it Dire Maker. Yeah. Like that's just how they say it. So I forget, I don't know if it was Page or Plant, but they explained that the title is kind of came from like an old joke where two friends are having like an exchange and it, this is, I don't know. I don't even think it's funny or it's whatever, but basically one guy says, you know, my wife's gone to the West Indies. The other person asks Jamaica. But when you say that in an, in an, in the English accent, it sounds like, do you make her? Do you make her? Oh, like, did you make her go? Yeah. Yeah. Did you, yeah. Make, did her? you make her? Yeah. Did you make her? You know? So it's, it's kind of like that. Oh, um, interesting. You know, I, I don't know. I thought that was weird because, yeah, I mean, dude, I've always said Dire Maker. It's Dire Maker. Well, and and I think Jamaica. the other thing Jamaica. was, was um, it was originally the working title of it was Jamaica. And I, I believe there's things where hmm. you can, like Led Zeppelin refers to it as that. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Um, I think it's interesting yeah. that they say it's a com- combination of reggae and doo-wop. Now, doo-wop. That, that I see more than just reggae. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I definitely see that too. Um, it, I mean, if you've listened to enough reggae, like it, it, I mean, it definitely does have elements, kind of the beat, the hoppiness. Yeah, but it's, I guess that's what I, you know, of that. Um, to me, the dude, main even, like, reggae part is a piano going uh, 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 on the on okay. the ands. Yeah, that that's. Well, John Paul Jones like basically said, you know, they treated the song as a joke and it was just not thought out well. Like he just like he didn't really dig it. Um 
but plant thought it could be released as a single. Um, and it's, it's kind of, it's, you know, it's, it's been a hit. You hear it on the radio. Oh my gosh. Like, yes. I mean, all the time, you know, and, uh, but definitely look very different sound for them. Oh we, yeah, we for sure. Not, to, to this point, you would, this is probably the most, um, non leads lead quote unquote led zeppelin led zeppelin song very um, unleaded to the, to the point very unleaded yeah so they they, they got the let out 87 um, octane, yeah you know and and for me as a fan i guess i don't know i'm kind of conflicted on this song a little bit i know it's 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 catchy and it sounds fun and it's upbeat but i'm like oh that's your style like, i will I don't say know. this i like it La- or I like it more now than I did. Hmm. Because when I was, I know you did not like it. No, you, when you I was younger, you, you were like, yeah. "Man, what is this bullshit?" But yeah. you, once you see it as them just like having fun and messing around with other music that they like, I mean, you kind of appreciate more like what it is, and that they probably were just having fun with it. Yeah, and look. It's just one song. It's not like they did a whole album. Correct. Like in in this kind of like genre, right? Correct. Like, hey, let's do it. Let's do and let's do a complete album of reggae with fifties yeah. doo-wop. Let's let's do that. I um, will say, given the time and everything, I do like Clapton's take on reggae a little more with his cover okay. of "I Shot the Sheriff." But I I do enjoy this song now, um, primarily up. because I don't have the influence of any classic rock radio, which has destroyed so much good music. It has. But, you know, you got to appease the advertisers, man. Yeah. And the idiots. So no quarter. No quarter. I mean, dude, talk about a drastic change. Oh, yeah. Going from that, like, into no quarter, which to me is one of the darkest most mysterious mm-hmm. songs of 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 led zeppelin's catalog um it's it's a it's pretty it's pretty intense it is pretty um, dark um it's yeah I, my, I i like it yeah i do too <laughs> um one thing i've always really liked is when you see him live i believe he's playing it on the roads electric piano uh, and he's got yeah. he's got a uh, a phaser hooked up to it that's going really fast to get that that sort of because the the roads like the one i have it has vibrato built in but the vibrato doesn't do that it doesn't quite hit that that's a whole different yeah. level um, okay so what did what, what what is it did he put something in between it is it at, like what's oh what's, it's just like a phaser or something a phaser pedal is what i think it is uh okay. I, I didn't okay. again Pardon me, he didn't do all the homework, but I believe he's he's That's just cool. using a phaser pedal and just has a really, really, the depth turned way up and the speed turned up pretty high as well to give it that, like, bouncing okay. sort of. Whatever he did, it sounds awesome. Oh, yeah, Gotta for love sure. Dude, JPJ, man, he's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, I mean, dude, this this seemed to be kind of like his, his song. I mean, it seems mm-hmm. like, you know, this is the one... You know, he worked out in his, uh, they had worked on a version or, you know, and fooled around with it during the Led Zeppelin four sessions. And then he kind of reworked it and said they kind of, you know, added acoustic and electric piano and various synthesizers. And then he kind of brought it to the, to the band when they were doing, doing these sessions. Um, and dude, I, I, 
One thing, and I guess I appreciated it more this time when I went back and listened to the album, but it's that kind of long, slow, you know, like middle section. Oh, yeah, yeah, the jam. You do have the piano and everything, and it's it's very unled Zeppelin-y because it's not this, you know, weird, crazy guitar solo. Or yeah, weird, sure. You know what I mean? They're, they're using, you know, the other instruments. I like Jimmy Page's use of very different sounding guitars on here because he has the real fuzzy tone to, to play that riff but dude when Man, he plays his solo nice. it's very different it's clean yeah it's mm-hmm. um it's it doesn't have a lot of space behind it it's just a it's it's an interesting departure which i think is cool so no i'm i'm with you there man i'm definitely with you there man i want to hear you know, now that you said that with the roads and everything, I don't know. I'm, I want to find a live version. It's not on. Oh, you can. One. Um, I think, dude, I'm, shit. I think that. I think it's on Song Remains the Same. same. Yeah. It is. It is. Yeah. It is. Um, so I'll definitely be checking that out. So the um, ocean. Yeah, dude. I, the ocean. Um, yeah, dude. We've done four already, but now we're steady. Yeah. And then they went one, two, three, oh. four. Darn, 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 darn. Ah. It's um yeah dude I I think a great way to end the album another kinda... interesting riff though oh yeah it is it's not it's definitely not like your standard kind of blues riff that they're really synonymous with I mean it's it's just a different sort of a song altogether which I mean kind of goes hand in hand with the rest of what's on here but you're right I think I also think it's a good way to end the album yeah um. Dude, you know, Plant's vocals, like, you know, his range is really great. In in but in this song, he he gets in kind of that more nasally kind of like high um, kind of vocal range. Uh, you know, um, I would said Plant, but uh, you know, Page. I even noticed this time when I was listening, it sounded like he like even scratches like in a, a few parts. Almost yeah, like you 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 would kind of hear. Um, God, I was trying to think what song it was. Um, uh, but anyways, and um, yeah, John Bonham, just good, straightforward drumming as you would expect. But I feel like it's interesting, like that that sort of transition and part at the end where, you know, the this, this song is going along, going along. It's good. But then right at the end, yeah, it, it really it, picks it, it, up. It kinda, they, they, they kick it up a notch. Oh, right? yeah. And it's kind of like, dude, it sounds like a party and everybody's having a good time. Yeah. And they're all just they're so in sync and they're just like playing and jamming together. You yep, know what I mean? I, 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 I really, really kind of like that. It just felt like they're all in the so same page, the same tempo. Um, it was like a big group ending riff. Yeah. So. Now, I think before we get into our scratches and favorite tracks, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about some of the stuff that was recorded during these sessions, but put on other albums. One of them being the title track. Yeah. Also, the Rover and Black Country Woman. Yeah. Yeah. Well... I mean, you know, looking back on it, playing Monday Morning Quarterback, I'm I'm just gonna say like, oh man, I really like him on Physical Graffiti. Oh yeah, me too. Um, you know, I kind of I mean, just I, I, like the the weirdness and sort of the mysteriousness of putting a song that would have been the title track to an album on a different album. A different <laughs> album. There's just something, and it, to me, like, it kind of really? fits better on where it is. Yeah, but of course. Like, that's, part- has that ever been done before? I'm trying to think of like another album. Yeah, I don't know. That, 
Yeah, let us know below. Yeah, please. Um, right after you go ahead and yeah. like, subscribe, and comment below. Um, yeah, it, it is pretty cool. And um, what what was the other one you said? Um, the rover. Yeah, the rover. And black country woman. Hmm. Which I think it's, is the you know, one where they're recording outside and the airplane is on there, which I've always really enjoyed. Oh yeah, yeah. You know, it's always funny, man, when you you hear about songs that were recorded during those sessions yep, and they made or, or 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 tried out like like even like no quarter on led zeppelin 4 like you're like oh man geez i wonder what that album would have sounded like with that song just, where would you put it i know like i don't think know, it would have worked like, yeah somehow it, we also we also say that because it didn't work that way well right? true like yeah if that's the led zeppelin 4 we would have known it has like no quarter on it instead of what when the levy breaks or something then we're like oh man it's so great yeah like, sure sure you know that makes sense it does all right Grim. it is that time ladies and gentlemen we are about to scratch this bee so what's your favorite you, I, first Ooh, man dude i know it's a real tough uh, one you know gosh it might be it's it's between the rain song and no quarter. Oh, really? I think so. I think it is. Yeah. Okay. Because I feel like those those to me those two songs. Um, I feel like I hadn't heard them do anything like those songs. Yeah, that's fair. Up to this point okay. in the career, actually, you could say that about a, you know you could say that about Dire Maker too and the Crunch. I mean, you could say it about a couple of. You know, half of the album at this point. Yeah, sure. I guess. Okay. But or a bunch of them. So, anyways, what about you? Probably the song that rem- the song remains the same. Really? Yeah. Is there something about it. That- it's just it's just different for them. I, I don't. Mm-hmm. It's not like any other other stuff. So. I, I kind of thought you might go with "Over the Hills and Far Away" because of the yeah kind of trading guitar parts and everything. It was you that or the crunch. I just dude, the yeah. crunch has always grown on me over the years. Is it? Cr- it's just crunch worthy, huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, oh, dude, it's such a funny song. I know man. it is. Yeah. All right. I need you to scratch first. Oh. Okay. Take take a big take a big rock from the Giants Causeway and just scratch this. Well, cue it up, uh, I guess, because I am going to scratch no what? quarter. Oh, why? What the fuck is that shit? Well, I'm put it in there because I know you wanted to say I know. whether you did or not. Um, WTI, whatever it is. Dude, because it really completely disrupts the flow of the album and there's nothing else like it on there. And I'm sure you could make an argument for that's why it should be on there. But for me, it's just like, I mean... I don't know. There's nothing else like the rain song either. Was the was the rain? Well, song I understand that, but there's something about that the song remains the same going into the rain song. That's like two that should be together, and the rain song isn't as dark. It's more beautiful. It's not as it's dark. More melancholy. Yeah, so, it is. It's it is one of the most beautiful songs. It's great, dude. Just the opening. The I feel oh. like that. That, dude. dude, that opening strum, I feel like it like lasts like five seconds. I know. Doesn't it feel like yeah, I know, it but it doesn't. Go, but it's it should. Like, yeah. 
I feel like there's like 18 strings on that yeah. guitar or something. Like it's crazy, dude. I know. Um, I like the 18 strings. The 18 string guitar. Yeah. It feels like something Spinal Tap would play. Oh yeah. Um, well, technically, you know, Page played it because he had a double neck with a six and a twelve. Six is six and a twelve. <laughs> Maybe he just got through twelve and just kind of kept going. Yeah, right? he just yeah. kind of went all the way down. <laughs> He was so good. He played the twelve with his right hand and the the this the other six with his left. Yeah, he just timed it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> All right, man. Fine. You know what? I'm just gonna spite you. I'm gonna scratch the crunch. I knew you were gonna do that. Suck it. That is. Yeah. <laughs> that is yeah. crunch worthy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, it's here's the thing. I I think I certainly appreciate the song more now. At the same time, I'm just like. Like, like I, I just don't, That's man. Fair. I'm good. That's fair. Like, I'm like, you know, it's, I guess I listened to it, you know, thinking about it. And I'm, I'm going to think about what this What do you twice. feel like, sorry if, for? If, Is it a pity listen? No, no. But it's like, I feel like if I'm going to listen to the album now, I'd listen to the crunch and I just kind of appreciate it and laugh at it. Whereas like Dire Maker, I'm kind of like, eh, okay. Like, like, like I like it. It's fine. But um, you know, I guess for me, it was between those two. Okay. It was That's between fair. those two. And I feel like, I guess I could kind of like with the crunch, I guess I can kind of laugh at it a little more. Whereas, you know, I can't with the other. Yeah, that's fair. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, that does well, it. Every, it does. That does do it. House of the Holy um, is scratched. Yeah. Let us know one, what your guys' favorite track is. Oh, two, yeah. Um, what would you guys scratch? Not because you want to, but because you have to, because that's how the game's played. Like, subscribe, and comment below. All right. Yep. Is that about it, Grim? Yeah, that's about it. It's time to go. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo! and Grim Show! Grim Show. Scratch a Track is produced by the Dude Grim. Additional music provided by Moore. That's dot, 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 M-O-R-E. And the Tim's. T-I-M-N-Z Copyright 2022 The Dude and Grim Show